Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, I'm Yoshodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. everybody long time long time how's it been how's it going i know it's been a time but we're back welcome to the planter the podcast the planter and i'm your host damio shodi the host and the creator of the podcast if it is your newest time or first time listening to this podcast welcome so happy to have you and if you've been listening hello how are you um i know the world is literally like imploding right now i understand there's a lot of things going on due to this discurukuru that's that's come up and uh, a lot of us are in a place of uncertainty we don't know what's happening next We're just like, oh my God, God, you said this is my year. This don't really looking like my year. I just don't understand, Dami. I don't understand um, what is happening. And honestly, my prayers really do go out to you, um, to everybody who's listening. Um, I really am releasing peace to you, the Lord's peace and his assurance that you will get through this time period, especially for those of you who may have lost your jobs and you're just not really sure what your next steps are. Um, I, my heart really does go out um, and that we would just support each other during this time. So how I would love to support you or at least encourage you today is just share with you um, a talk that I was able to give to some university students last month about building confidence in the midst of uncertainty. So if you just need a little pep in your step, just a little something to get you through the day, um, definitely listen to this episode. Um, Listen to this talk. I share my story of what I did when I didn't know what the heck was going on in my life. And how I created an opportunity for myself in the midst of literally not the place to have an opportunity for myself. Um, So I pray that this really encourages you and just encourages you to keep moving forward. And especially for some of you who are, you know, in this time period, you have a lot more time um, to create new things and start up new things that you've had on your mind to do. Um, So this episode will also encourage you in that. And then I also have a very, very exciting announcement for you in the midst of this podcast. So stay tuned. Um, It's really awesome. And I'm so happy to release it. So your girl was working while I was gone. But um, yeah, I'm so excited for you to hear it and to see it. So pray this encourages you and let me know if this podcast was any helpful for you or what you've been up to while you've been in quarantine, what's going on with you, how you doing. And if there's any way that I can support you, please let me know. All right. So enjoy the podcast. Encouraging and equipping women to live a purpose-filled life with passion and excellence. Through podcasting, events, a mentorship program, and online community, Dami supports millennial women to develop as whole women grounded in their identity. She is also a current student at the University of South Florida, Tampa, getting a master's in pharmaceutical nanotechnology, and is graduating this spring. So please welcome Dami. 
everybody. Um, I am so grateful to actually be here and be able to speak to each and every one of you. As uh, she said, my name is Dr. Shobi, I'm the creator of The Planter. And basically, on my platform encourages and equips women to live a purposeful lifestyle with passion and with excellence. So I do that with podcasting, live events, a mentorship group, and then also um, an online community. And then currently I'm studying pharmaceutical nanotechnology, it sounds so long, so I'm just at USF in the Tampa uh, campus, so I'll be graduating this semester, so it's really exciting. Um, so I'm going to give you kind of a journey through my education and the different twists and turns that have happened, and mainly within the last two years, and even maybe on a trip that I took um, last year that changed my life for the better. And the tips that you're going to learn from this is just to build confidence in the midst of uncertainty. So learning how to build confidence in an area or a space that you just unsure of how to navigate. So I have four goals that we're going to look at, but there are really four questions that I want you to keep in your mind as you're going through this talk. So the first question is, what tools do you have? And by tools, I mean what skill sets, gifts, or talents do you have? So even as we're talking, and I'm going to give you time later to kind of write this down and discuss with the people around you, list everything that you think is a gift or a talent or a skill. What is a risk you want to take? What is something that you've been wanting to do? How can you prepare for that risk or that unknown area? And then what are your perceived barriers? Okay. So building confidence in the midst of uncertainty. This is me. Um, this is about 30 minutes after I walked off the stage after graduating. I was so happy, as you can see my smile, I was like, I got my freedom papers, I'm good to go, life is going to be great. And throughout my college journey, up until, up from the age of six, all the way through college, I had one profession that I wanted to be. What do you think that profession was? A doctor. A doctor. Mm -hmm. Like everybody else in college wants to be a doctor, like I wanted to be her. I wanted to be a physician. Um, I volunteered in hospitals, I interned, I studied for the MCAT. Along with my major, my undergrad degree, I got a second major in biology. So I was really like, I'm gonna be a doctor. And then somewhere in the end of my senior year, I found myself getting really tired. I'm like, I'm applying for med schools, I'm not getting in, and usually I'm not the one to give up, I'll just keep pushing. But for some reason, the questions that I've been having for a while, that is this really for you, were starting to catch up with me. And I couldn't shake them off. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to just apply to a grad program. I found out about nanotechnology a couple months prior. So I was like, I'm going to just apply to this grad program. And if I go through that, I can just apply to med school after. It's OK, I'll just do that in the meantime. So. I applied to my program currently, I got in, and I think in the first semester I realized, I was like, no, medical school is not for me. Being a doctor is not for me. So the dream that I had since the age of six, I had to let it go. So that had a lot of questions that, what am I supposed to do after this? Like, what else am I supposed to do? This is what I put my mind to, this is what I set my heart on. But I was like, at this point, I just need to finish this program. 
So I'm gonna just go ahead and do the best that I can. So I was set to finish my program in a year. The program is really fast. When you get to, master, to a master's level, you can finish your program within one to two years. Um, and then depending on you know your schedule and whatnot, it can take a little bit longer. So different hiccups here and there during the process where I was like, all right, I'm gonna finish in a year. And then the inevitable happened. You know, there's always something that happens in our lives that throws us off track. I was not able to register for my last required class. So there, you know, like in your degree, you have those classes that are required for you um, to graduate. And there was one other class that I did. I had different electives, but I had just one more class. And due to financial issues, and just due to some issues in life, I was not able to register for the class on time. Now, I was given the option that if your teacher that's hosting the class and then also your department agrees to let you in, it can, you can get in the class. I went to my department and they refused. They were like, nope, you can't get into the class. And on top of that, you're gonna have to wait a whole other year. So you're going to have to take a forced leave of absence for the next year. And if you don't do it, then you're going to forfeit your credits and you're gonna to have to start all over again. So I was told that needs to go. Basically, I was kicked out for a year out of my master's program. And how do you think I felt? I was sad and highly discouraged. And I was highly discouraged because I had gone through all that I've been through, I dropped my dream of going to med school, trying to figure this out. Something is somewhat going right, and all of a sudden now, I'm expected to be out of school. And I've been in school since 2012, so I've never taken a long break out of school, maybe only three months for the summer program, like for summer break. So it's like, you don't tell me I'm gonna be out of school for a whole year? I was like, what do I do? And I'm somebody, I believe in Jesus, so, I began to pray. I was like, what do I do? How do I move forward from this? And this question came to me. What is the craziest thing that you can think of to do? I was like, crazy. Don't you see what's happening in my life? Like, like this is crazy. Like, what else am I supposed to do? And again, the thought came to me again. I spoke to me again and said, what is the craziest thing that you can do that I'm waiting on you? Waiting on me. And in the midst of my darkness, a light bulb went off when I answered this question, what is this craziest thing I can do? It's like my mind went back to a talk I did um, the year prior. So I was able to talk to pharmacists and to doctors and nurses and to pharmacy techs about nanomedicine and introducing nanomedicine to them. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna go do this talk around the world. Don't care where it is. I'm gonna go around the world, I'm gonna speak professionally. Which sounds crazy. <laughs> so to make this dream happen, you need resources. And the first resource I had was my support group. So asking my support system for help, my friends, and more specifically, my mom. I would ask my friend to look over my resume. Then I had a friend sit with me for two hours and create the proposal that I would send out to uh, the different conferences that I would eventually find. 
So they supported me. My mom was so encouraging. She really stayed by me. Had the faith that this dream and this idea that I had would happen. So that was the, the first resource that I had to tap into. And then the second resource was a willingness to not limit how far I believed I could go. Like I said, I wanted to talk all over the world. So I looked up conferences from Abu Dhabi to France, London, Germany, it didn't matter. I literally applied to as many conferences, I think I applied to almost 30 of them. And I said, somebody is going to take me. I don't care where, and I don't care how it's gonna happen, but in this year, somebody is going to take me. And then I started getting some responses. I got some that said, no, thank you. I didn't get some responses at all. And then finally, I got accepted into three conferences around the world. The first place was Amsterdam. The second place was London. Third place was Istanbul, Turkey. And then I said, well, since I'm traveling, why not? I should go to Paris for fun. <laughs> why not? Because at this point, the opportunities have presented themselves. So let me take as much of the opportunity that I can. So you may be wondering that, how the heck did you do this? Like, how did you just be like, oh, you're gonna just go speak around the world? How does that work? I'm gonna tell you, taking a leap of faith. And the first point that I, I want you to understand when it comes to building confidence, especially in an area that you're not sure of, don't allow how to be your biggest enemy. Like this, like when I look back at all that was happening, this was literally me. I mean, I had a job that was giving me maybe $200 every other week. We were in a financial crisis in my home. It didn't make sense for me to go travel. It made no sense for me to say that I wanted to go to Europe. But the funny thing was, the minute I said, okay, I'm gonna go, and I said, okay, how much is a ticket to get to London? How much is a ticket to get to Amsterdam? Once I figured those things out, it's like the money showed up, the support showed up. It's like, okay, I said it, it's gonna be this price. Somebody would give me money. Um, business got better, so uh, more money was coming into my household. So I was able to then start going. And ever since that moment, we've never been in lack. From the moment that we made the decision that, um, especially me and my mother together, that you know what, you're going to do this, we haven't been in lack. So if you're wondering that, okay, I have this thing that I wanna do and I just don't know how to do it, you will never figure out how unless you literally take one step in front of the other and, and be so adamant that I don't care what is my, my surroundings are saying about me, I'm just gonna go forward with it. Okay, so I'm gonna take you on the journey I took, a solo trip um, to Europe and the Middle East, and I'm gonna share with you the different lessons that I learned in each country. And hopefully that will give you some more insight on building confidence in the midst of uncertainty. So the first trip I took was to Amsterdam. And let me preference this. I would go to London first. So London was my base because I had a bubble. So every country that I would go to, I would fly to London first, go from there, come back to London, and all those different things. So first place was Amsterdam. Um, my first time navigating a new territory without knowing anyone. I've never traveled internationally alone up until this point. So this was my first time making sure I got to the airport, on the plane, off the plane to my hotel, and making sure that I get to my proper speaking engagement. So 
I was really happy with that. I said, we're happy with this. And as you can see, that's my face. When I got to my hotel, I was so excited. I was like, oh my god, I got here. I was in the right place. I did it right. Perfect. So then this is me um, posing because I'm about to get on the stage and give my first talk. And I prepared, prepared really well for my trip. Like, I had an extensive itinerary. I knew my flight times, I knew my hotel names, I knew what I was going to be doing per day, I knew the activities, the bus routes, I mean, I really planned. But I did not plan for my talk very well, the first talk. And I remember I was on the stage and I was like, ooh, mm, huh, mm. And they were like, you did such a good job. And I'm like, no, I didn't. But I was like, okay, thank you. But I literally went to the bathroom and cried because I was just like, oh my God. I, I just embarrassed myself in front of a bunch of lawyers and doctors and oh my goodness. So I quickly learned, so this is another tip. In order to build confidence, you need to practice your craft continuously. Don't ever think because I'm talented in this area, I don't need to practice. Because when the opportunity comes and you miss the opportunity because you're not prepared enough, when will you get another opportunity again? So make sure that if you are going somewhere, you have a talent or a gift, practice continuously. So after I took that little defeat, I was like, whatever, I'm going to go travel and look around Amsterdam. So I toured. Like, I rode every single mode of transportation that you can use in Amsterdam. I went on buses, ferries, I took trains, I walked a lot. I said to random strangers, can you take my picture, please? Like, I would just go around and be like, oh, take my picture, take my picture, which is something that I, I wouldn't even do. I wouldn't even take pictures of them. But there was like a boldness when I was traveling. And then I had to show you my cheese, because I, this was, had to be one of the best experiences. I was able to eat different cheeses um, native to Amsterdam and then also to Paris, and drink wine, eat bread, um, have crackers. It was just a good time. And I learned to explore everything your new area has to offer. So if I had to sum up Amsterdam and what it taught me about confidence, explore the opportunities, people, and spaces around you so you don't get comfortable doing what you've always done. All right, so here is Paris, second trip. And just remember this photo is gonna come back again it's going to have a different connotation than what you're seeing. Um, but the second trip was Paris, and I learned two lessons. You have not because you ask not. And life does not always go as planned. So you have not because you ask not. As I was planning, I saw that a conference was doing, or was going on in Paris during the time I was going. So like I said, I was really planning out my trip, and I was even looking for activities to do while I was in these different countries. And I came across this, con this conference called Afrobytes, where basically African tech leaders come to Paris, um, and they discuss the different businesses that they're building, and then how it's benefiting their countries. And I'm Nigerian, so I was very excited to see this. Now when I looked up the conference, how much it cost, the minimum cost to attend this conference was $400. And I did not budget for $400 in my trip. But I was like, I need to go to this conference. So I asked a very simple question. 
I found the email of the people who leave a conference and I said, hello, my name is Samuel Shodi, I'm a student at USF, and I saw your conference, I'm gonna be in Paris at the time. Do you take students as volunteers? I'd really love to be a part of your conference. If not, no worries, but if you have the opportunity, just get back to me. So I'm thinking they're gonna say, uh, in two weeks or three weeks, I'm gonna reply back to you and just never reply like, who does she think she is? Talking about giving me a ticket to go to the conference. But literally, they replied back to me in less than 20 minutes. And I read the email, and they're like, oh my gosh, yes, we would love to have you. Send your information, and we'll get back to you. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> A ticket that was $400. How much do you think I paid for that? $3.99. I paid absolutely nothing to go to this conference. I ate for free, I got the executives, I even got to inter, um, connect with a PayPal executive. I got to talk with people who were in Paris, so now if I go there, I have friends to go visit. The opportunities were literally endless. This episode is sponsored by my very own program, Podcast from Scratch. You've been wanting to create a podcast for some time. You've looked all over the internet, signed up for master classes, and possibly bought books on podcasting but you still can't piece together where to start and how to create a podcast tailored to your own unique message, voice, and schedule. My podcast from scratch live coaching class teaches you how to create an impactful podcast from home that fits your vision and lifestyle. This is your one-stop shop that shows you how to set up and maintain a successful podcast from little to no technology and how to publish in the comfort of your own home. You will become clear on the message of your podcast, how to align every episode with your unique mission, strategy on creating never-ending content, establishing a workflow system that keeps you organized, and so much more. You'll have access to a community of like-minded individuals who want to use their podcast as change agents. Me as your live podcasting coach on our weekly meetings and all the tips, tricks, and tools that I've used over the last four years to maintain a successful podcast. This course will teach you how to make your vision become a reality and give you the tools on how to maintain it so it's sustainable and has longevity. So join us on our first cohort, which starts on Tuesday, April 14th. There are only 10 spots available for this first class. After this, the price will increase. So grab your spot by going on theplanter.com backslash podcast dash course or click the link in the bio. So sign up so you can be a part of the first class. Can't wait to see you there. Now let's get back to the episode. And I learned this. If we get more bold about asking for what we want, we'll see more of what we want. So a lesson to take away from that. It's not that people are better than you. They were just bold enough to ask. So just ask. You sometimes will think that, why did that person get an opportunity? I'm so much better than them. Why did they get this? Why couldn't I get that? And all these different questions. And you possibly could be more qualified than that person. But they just asked a question. They were bold enough to go and say, this is what I want, are you offering this? And the worst that somebody can say is no. And it doesn't take anything from you just to ask. So I told you I'd bring this back again. And it was the best day. I tell you, like, I was drinking wine, 
I was eating bread, I was perusing around Paris, I was eating crepes, I was bonjour and bonsoir everything, all day. It was the best day until I missed my bus. I literally could not figure out how to get on this bus system in Paris. Like, of all the countries that I've been in, Paris to me is the hardest one. And I literally rode the same bus or the same train the same way twice. So from the from the one end to the next. And in the midst of that, I was still getting lost. And when you travel internationally, you have to get comfortable with getting lost. But I don't like getting lost at night. So I remember I, I was in the train station just trying to figure out where I was supposed to go. And these two men tried to take my things. And I was so scared. They came and they tried to grab me and I had to just move out of the way, maneuver. And okay. You're okay. And then I saw them trying to take somebody else's stuff. And I was like, I can't let my dog go down like that. So I'm like, hey! And the person turned around and they noticed the other guy trying to take his things. And now the same person who tried to take my stuff tried to come at me again and he had his hand at me like this. And again, I jumped around him again and ran for my life to the next train possible to stop on the train. So I'm lost. I'm scared, I'm confused, I don't know how to get back to my hotel, and it took me three hours that night to get back. And then, the day that I was leaving, I missed my plane. Not because I wasn't there on time, but I learned that just because an airline is, you have one airline in two different countries, they have completely different rules. Due to baggage issues, they refused to let me on my flight. So I missed my flight. I didn't have a hotel to stay in. And what do you think I did after that? Called my mama, and I cried in the middle of the airport. I cried and I cried, and I was like, because there was different things that were happening in Paris too that were frustrating me. So this was like the tip of the iceberg for me. And I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, I don't know, what? Calm down, and angrily bought a new ticket to go back to London, which I didn't budget for. Then I had to go find another hotel to stay in, which I didn't budget for. And I stayed way longer in Paris than I expected. So I took this lesson, and I was like, I am not coming back to Paris ever again. Unless these people are paying me, or I'm going with the company who's paying me, I'm not returning. And that was my thought. I was like, I'm going to Normandy. I'm not coming back to Paris anymore. But I later calmed down. And I was able to look at the situation, and I learned this. You can plan down to the T, and still, life doesn't go as planned. Whatever pain you have felt, don't feel it's wasted. There are lessons and wisdom to gain. So even if you're in an area where you're confused, and you're like, I don't know what in the world is happening. This is so painful, it's so uncomfortable. Don't think that your pain is not fruitful that you can't learn something from this and you can't teach others something. I mean, now I can tell you how to travel around Paris, no, no problem. I can tell you traveling tips. I can tell you how to navigate international travel and just the kind of mindset that you need to have when you're doing it. And there's so much other character development things that I learned on the trip too. But don't ever think that the pain that you've been through is a waste. So this is the third location London, and this is gonna be the location where I did my second talk. And I learned two lessons from London. 
Operate from who you are and say yes more. And this is me in front of the London Bridge, very excited. I was on a bus tour and I was just feeling myself. So I was like, I have to show you guys this <laughs> So this is a picture of a conference that I went to. Uh, I went to a podcasting conference there. And I just wanted to meet other podcasters, see what this scene was about. And I'm an introvert, extrovert. So usually if I go to events, sometimes I'm willing to talk to people, but other times I just want to go, like get information and I'm out. But this time, people were interested in talking to me. They're like, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm, from the, I'm from the US. They're like, why are you doing it? And I tell them the whole story. I traveled here, I did this. And they were just so interested in, in what I was doing. I didn't have to front, I didn't have to pretend to make a connection. I just was literally being myself. And then I came across this a woman who is like a socialite in London, and she's also a podcaster, and she's Nigerian too. So we were able to connect, and she was like, do you want to go to the British Podcast Awards? And I'm like, I don't have a ticket, and I don't have, like, oh, you're about to see what I'm wearing. I don't have like, <laughs> nice clothes, because it was like a, like a really nice um, event. And she was just like, oh, I'll tell the creator of the conference that we just left to get you another ticket. podcast awards. I didn't have to beg for it. I didn't have to pretend to be somebody else. I just had to say yes. And this was a big deal for me because I was about to give my second talk in two days. And like I said, I didn't prepare the first time. So this time I really had to prepare. And then I decided to challenge myself because for some reason I like challenges. And I made a second talk while on the road. I was like, I'll do two presentations. Why not? I'll do that. So I hadn't even created it yet. So I had to go home and do that. So I was battling with myself that, do I have to do this? I, I need to go, I have responsibilities. But I was like, Nami, you're in London. When are you gonna get this opportunity to do this again? Just take the opportunity. And I did. And I met producers, I met different people that are big in podcasting in the UK. And it was an experience to remember. So then you have me and my friend Elaine. Um, this, she's dear to me. Um, I met her because I started even like not emailing, like DMing influencers that I liked in the UK. So any like I tell you, like I took every opportunity that I could. I was like, I'm gonna be this person, I'm gonna be that person. And she was one of the people that I reached out to. And I said, hey, I would really love to go um, out to lunch with you or dinner and we can hang out. And she was like, oh my god, this is your podcast too. We can definitely hang out. So we hung out. We were talking, and we really built or built a beautiful, genuine connection together. And you never know who you meet, which is the amazing thing, and you don't know what they're attached to. So you know, I was asking her about her job, and she's like, "Yeah, I work at BBC," and I'm like, "You work at BBC?" And I learned that a lot of people in the UK work at BBC. <laughs> so that is not a big deal. To me, I was like, "All right, I work at BBC," and she was like. Yeah, it's right around the corner. I want to go. And I'm like, do I want to go to BBC? <laughs> so here I am, outside of BBC. And I went inside, and they were like, oh, please, no videos and no pictures. And I'm like, mm -hmm, yeah, no problem. And literally, I was around the corner, and I'm like, I can't see. I can't see. I can't see. 
So I learned that genuine connections lead to meaningful experiences. And I learned that who you hang around matters. And this is important, especially for all of you who are sophomores. Whoever are your friends now, it matters. The five people that you hang around, they are you, and you are them. It doesn't matter if you say, oh, I don't do what they do. Eventually, you will do what they do. And I wouldn't have gotten to this space or this opportunity if I didn't have a proper support system and people who are focused on what they're supposed to be doing to. And thank God for meeting this girl. I didn't have to try, I didn't have to do anything. And she's, we have the same mindset, we have the same type of goals. So I realized that, wow, who you meet, it really matters. So if I were to sum, sum up my London trip, you build connections with people, not by trying to be someone else, but who you are. Operate from the core of you and say yes more. So if you want to build confidence in a place that you don't know how to navigate just yet, just be you and say yes. So this is my last leg of the trip. At this point, I had been traveling for a month. I had been 10 flights at this point, eight different hotels. I was tired. So I'm in Istanbul, Turkey, and this is my last uh, talk. And the lesson I learned here is rest and know you have done well. So I put this picture up because this is like my victory song and my victory picture. I finally completed what I came on this trip to do. I was like, I'm finally done. And after the conference, I would usually go back to my room, hang out, talk with my friends, um, and thinking one day I got a massage. And I just wouldn't do much. I would eat and then go to sleep, wake up the next day. And yes, I explored. I went to the Blue Mosque. Um, and I went to go look at Turkish rugs and learn how to determine which one is real and which one is not. I went to go drink teas and eat foods and all types of stuff. I did that. But the majority of the trip, I didn't do much. I just do. So the lesson really from Turkey is to rest. Because you are doing all you can, and that is enough. In a place where you're like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I've done all that I can. And some people may be like, you need to do more. you got to do more. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Sometimes you have to just relish in the fact that I have done all that I can, and that in itself is enough. So how do you build confidence in the midst of uncertainty? If I were to sum up my trip and sum up everything that happened to me, how do I build confidence in a place that I just don't know how to navigate? Don't allow the how to be your biggest enemy. Practice your craft. Don't ever think your talent will take you far where preparation and practice can. So keep practicing and refining your craft. Explore your new territory. Don't allow yourself to get too comfortable. Ask for what you want and what you need. Use your pain as a teaching tool. There's no issue or struggle that you've been through that is a waste. It's all a learning lesson. Be you. You are enough. And rest. You have done well. So to sum up my trip, I came back after a month. It was all good. Funny enough, as I came back, I got an email from USF saying that 
yeah, that absence, that leave of absence that you turned in, you didn't accept that. So I was able to come back into classes in the fall and do some electives, and now I'm able to officially graduate this semester. So the story ended up really well for me. Um, coming from where I was and the mindset that I had prior to, the trip, to that trip, and then the fruit of it, and then where I am now, I couldn't make it up, I couldn't write it. So I really learned how to build confidence in a place that I just don't understand. If you've made it to the end, kudos to you. Thank you so much for listening to this talk. Um, I really pray that this was encouraging to you and that you just get a new perspective of this time and how we can use this time a little bit more wisely and how we can really move forward and turn this situation that seems so negative into something so beautiful and really allowing God to do amazing, amazing things um, in our lives. So yeah, I pray this encourages you. If you would like to continue the conversation, you can follow me at The Planter. That's T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R. Or even send me an email at The Planter. Um, so that's theplanter at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you and just in any way be a support for you in this time period. And then also, um, if you have been looking for that for a way to create a podcast, I'm telling you, the course is coming out in a couple of weeks and I would really love for you to be a part of it. So if you want to find more information about being a part of this cohort, you can click the link in the bio or click the link underneath this podcast episode or go to theplanter.com backslash podcast dash course on theplanter.com. Or if you go on the website, theplanter.com, you're going to see in the head in the headlines podcast course. So I would love for you to be a part of it. Um, if you have any questions, definitely email me, but click on the link and sign up so you can be a part of this first class. It would be an honor to have you and Let's start making podcasts together. I'm going to help you make your podcast and make your vision become a reality. So yeah, let's do this. Speak to you on the next episode. Bye.